Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton here with Christopher. Hi, everyone. Happy Saturday. It is, it is, which means we are here with your questions. I was looking over these and I was like, I feel like we get the same questions every single week. So for those of you who have been listening for a long time and you're like talking about consistency and motivation again, I want to encourage you to write in any question at any time. We love answering your questions. And if you are one of those people that's been listening for a long time, but you've never asked a question, I would love to hear. It doesn't even have to be a question. Just what you want us to talk about. Reach that, out and say hi. That could be interesting. Talk about, we have that had that happen. Can you talk about COVID? Well, sure. Um, not today, though. We'll talk about fluff. Fluff and nutter. We did talk about fluff. Anyway, you can email me a question. You can direct message me on Instagram a question. But please, if you have been listening for a long time and you have yet to weigh in on what you want to hear us talk about on these Saturday show episodes, I would personally love it if you would do that. And we are giving away something that literally when Chris just walked out here, he was like, oh, we don't even have this yet. But I said, we're going to give it away anyway. Primal potential underwear. No. Oh. No. We don't have primal potential underwear. Because at primal potential, we don't wear underwear. Oh, God. This is turning. Anyway, (laughs) we found out the other day. You guys know we love Energy Plus. We have been sharing that, giving it away, drinking it for couple of years now and it has this great very mild pomegranate lime matcha matcha flavor yeah and we just got a sneak peek of a brand new flavor and let me tell you it's exciting it's perfect for the fall it is perfect for the fall and it's funny because a lot of people who have tried energy plus do what we did when we first started which is just mix it in like cold Cold water. water but it is also good hot. Yeah. And I found that out from our good friend, Sarah Hine. Yeah. Well, we just found out that there is another flavor coming out. We got to try it uh, yesterday. Did we try it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday morning. And it is a cinnamon apple. Yes. And being New England people who live on an orchard, maybe we're a little bit biased, but I think that's really freaking exciting. And and it was delicious. And we drank it hot, of course. I think it's intended, but you could certainly drink it cold as well. But we made some some hot water yesterday and we mixed it up and it is very very fall very, very winter very very good though it, yeah. it, it warms you from the inside both in your taste buds and and your, your tummy and your core well the thing is though we don't have a box of it yet we just got samples but i think by the time this airs we will at least know when we will so that's that's what we're going to give away today i'm just i'm taking the risk doing it I'm doing it go big or go home so we will announce the winner at the end of today's show i am Really excited to hear what you think about this. When it came in the mail, I was I was very pumped about it. Um, we'll announce the winner at the end of the show. But remember, guys, we give something away 
every single Saturday. It's usually something really good. I can't think of a time we haven't given something away that I'd be like, yeah, that was crap. Um, but you can leave a review of Chasing Cupcakes on Amazon or of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, or you can just share on Facebook or Instagram. Make sure to tag me an episode that you're listening to or loving or something you've learned from the show. And every single week we pick a winner. We'll announce today's winner after we get through your questions. Yes. Uh, and I, I'd like to say real quick, mm. uh, Cali Keto Fluff, we're still waiting for your recipe for that Keto Fluff. Thanks. Was, did it turn out that she, is that where her screen name came from, that she makes uh, Keto Fluff? There was, there was multiple things oh, okay. along with it. Uh, she, can, she called Fluff like the extra stuff while eating, and she, but she does make a Keto Fluff, that she, and I'm waiting for that recipe, so let's go with that. Okay. Please. All right, let's dive into the questions on all things consistency and motivation and mindset and all that. Hit and me. all the wonders of question number one, how do you change your inner dialogue? So the thing about this is that a lot of people don't even recognize their inner dialogue as they have it. It's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever heard that saying, like a fish doesn't know it's in water because that's all a fish has ever known. So for us, because we're not in water, we can look at a fish in water and recognize the water, but to the fish, it just is. It's kind of like a lot of times we don't realize that we're breathing. We don't, you know, unless we hold our breath, we can take for granted the fact that there is air around us that we breathe. And the same thing is very true with our inner dialogue. I'm always amazed at how few people realize that it is always going and also what it is saying, right? There are a ton of people that I talk to, that I work with, who don't realize that their inner dialogue is, I'm so tired, this is stupid, I'm not in the mood, I just want to go home, I want to eat cake, you know, whatever it is, they don't <laughs> realize that the inner dialogue is kind of cynical and negative and resigned and frustrated, and then they wonder why they're not motivated, and then they wonder why life just feels kind of gray. So I think that changing your inner dialogue first requires that you begin to pay attention to it. And though that's kind of like meta, thinking about what you're thinking about, it really is that practice of, I just got back a few minutes ago from a walk along the canal. And sometimes I'll just pause and prompt myself to ask, what am I thinking about? Because sometimes you're just going with the thoughts that you're not recognizing the thoughts. What am I thinking about? Is my perspective right now positive or negative? Am I thinking about what I want? Am I thinking about what I don't want? Am I thinking about my goals and my dreams? Or am I thinking about everything that's frustrating me and the fact that the dryer's broken and this unexpected bill came in the mail and so-and-so never called back and all of those kinds of things? So the first step to changing your inner dialogue is really working to increase your awareness of that inner dialogue. I think the second step would then be what do you want it to be? For a lot of people, they need their inner dialogue to be focused more on the present than in the past, right? Well, what in the present do you want it to be focused on? What you can do, where you want to go, what you want to achieve, the choices you do want to make, who you want to show up as, as opposed to who you've been that frustrates you and what you've chosen that disappoints you. So really get clear on what do you want your inner dialogue to be? Do you want to be somebody who focuses very regularly on gratitude? Do you want to be somebody who very regularly focuses on your goals and the action steps that you can and that you will take today to move in that direction? And then it becomes a practice. 
a repetition. I think journaling is a very powerful way to not only step one, become more aware, but also be a lot more intentional about how you think. I also think community is a big part of this. I was just putting together a post for social media that basically says, like, if you want to get better, then you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you, period. If you don't, you're likely to stay exactly where you are. Or if you are hanging around people who are less motivated than you, less driven than you, less focused than you, then you're probably going to trend in that direction. So maybe this means you join a church, you join a gym, you join a mastermind, you join a book club, you start a book club. But I think community is a huge piece of it too. And then relentless practice. Relentless practice in the redirect to what it is that you do want. Yeah. That's it. That's all you got is yeah. Well, you mean you covered so much there. I mean, it happens to the best of us and the worst of us, actually, more well, often it's, it's than a, This is a thing for everybody, it you is. know? This isn't a thing that you are either good at or you're not, that you either nail it or you don't. It is truly a practice for everybody to improve your inner dialogue, to focus more on the solution than the problem, to be more aligned with the things you do want than you are aligned with the things that you don't want. This is going on constantly for every person. This isn't something that we just like arrive at or we're inherently good at or we're inherently bad at. It's something that we all have to choose all the time. Yeah, well, that's because perfection's unattainable and can only be worked towards. I don't even think perfection exists. That's what I'm saying. It's unattainable. All right, what's next? Next is the second question, actually. Mm-hmm. How do I move past past mistakes and current self-doubt to be better able to act on desired change? This kind of goes back to the previous question about inner dialogue, right? Because inner dialogue is a function of focus. Where you're focused on determines kind of what you're thinking about. And if you are focused on past mistakes, then that's where your attention stays. You are the thinker. You are not the thought. When you recognize, goes back to awareness, one of the four pillars that we dive into in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, when you're aware that you are fixated on past mistakes, you get to change that. This person says like, so that I'm better able to act on desired change. All right. I recognize that I'm focused on past mistakes. What I want is to act on desired change. What desired change? Very specifically, what is the change that I desire? And what does it look like to act on that? This to me is a struggle mostly of of vagueness and generality to be better able to act on desired change. What specifically is the desired change? What does it look like to act on that? Am I aware when I'm focused on past mistakes? And do I keep reminding myself I am free in any and and every moment to move off of that past mistake? The only thing that keeps me there is my focus on it. And then once I have that specific answer to, this very thing is the desired change and this is what it looks like to act on it, then it's just a matter of the discipline to redirect, the practice and the consistency in redirecting. That sounds a lot like not focusing on the problem, but focusing on the solution instead. And you can't even do that if you aren't aware, right? But I mean, the the very question tells me that they're aware in general, but in the moment, are you checking where your focus is? Are you asking yourself, just as a matter of practice, four or five times a day, kind of where am I mentally? Sometimes I'll look at you, you're just like, kind of look like you're you're drifting or whatever. Like, where are you right now? Are you thinking about like a meeting you just had? Are you thinking about something you have to do next? Where are you? And I think that that's something we can ask ourselves and we really benefit from that practice of increasing awareness. I think journaling helps with this too. I think journaling helps with most things. Most things, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Question number three. How to get consistent? I've lost 60 pounds, but have been stalled on consistency, motivation, and how to get the next 50 off. So this is tricky because I don't have a lot of detail here. You know, like I don't know what you mean by stalled on consistency. Does that mean you're not being consistent anymore? Like you lost the 60 pounds or does it mean that the things you're being consistent on aren't producing results? And the answer, you know, kind of varies depending on that. But let's say I'm super consistent, but I'm not seeing results. Well, then you're consistently doing the thing that doesn't work. So we need to shift that. We need to change that. That could be a number of factors when it comes to weight loss. It could be sleep and you need to get more sleep. It could be stress and you need to reduce stress. It could be that you are now, what happens that a lot of people don't pay much attention to with weight loss and it frustrates them is, okay, let's use me as an example. When I was 350 pounds, I started losing weight by ordering less at Chick-fil-A, right? And and that was a calorie reduction to produce results for me, but I couldn't keep eating that way for 100 pounds and keep losing weight. At some point, you, you've gotten to a point where you need less fuel because you're now at a, at a maintenance level of fuel. At first, by your body mass, it was enough for you to lose, but now because you weigh less, you're at a, the same amount of food is helping you maintain. So it could be, and I'm not a fan of the calorie model, and I've done a ton of podcasts on that, I think 62, 429, if you want to hear more about my take on calories, but it could be that you need to shift up what you're eating. I see a lot of people overeating fat. I see a lot of people overeating protein. And then of course, you know, you can overeat anything. There's a lot of people overeating sugar, but the people who are like, I was getting really great results and it's not working anymore. Um, one of the perks of, of people working with me is if somebody said this to me, I'd say, send, send me the last three weeks of your journal and we'll review it together. Now, if you are just not being consistent anymore because the question says like they've kind of stalled on motivation too, then instead of focusing on the next 50 pounds, I would really challenge you to focus on what would be a day that I'm proud of today? What would it take within the context of this goal of losing weight for me to go to bed tonight feeling like I did a really great job? Where people get screwed up is in the the game. And I used to do this all the time. Like, well, if I eat this and this and this and this, and I lose about like two and a half pounds a week, then like in four months, I'm going to be here. And that is entirely theoretical. That is not real world stuff at all because there's too many other factors, whether it is hydration, constipation, gaining muscle, any number of different things from your hormones to everything in between. So that kind of stuff, as much as it feels good to plan, I did it when getting out of debt too. Like if I can take this much extra towards this for this amount of time, then by this point, I'm going to be here. That feels really good, but it's only limited in its efficacy. So instead of the planning, instead of the like, gosh, I'm not consistent or motivated anymore, really focus on today. Winning today, feeling proud today looks like this. If that feels like too much of an undertaking, like an entire day, winning the morning looks like this. If I were to make myself super proud between now and noon, what would that require? Between noon and four, what would that look like? Between four and bedtime, what would that require of me? And I think that just making it very specific, making it very focused on the present is a great way to shift. And also congratulations on the loss of 60 pounds. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's huge. That is amazing. Way to go. That is amazing. And yeah, celebrate yourself. Right. One thing that I tell myself 
because people will say to me, like, when did you get to your goal weight? I haven't. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I haven't. No, and I mean, in all seriousness, it's always in flux. Does that mean that I'll never be at a place where I'm satisfied with my weight? No, probably not. But I think there's periods of push and there's periods of paint of patience. And I've said this before that as important, probably actually more important than the journey of losing weight and that process is a process, which is often a period of maintaining that weight. I remember after I lost about 150 pounds, I totally could have lost 20 or 30, maybe even 35 more pounds. But what was more important, what was more valuable was that I go through an extended period of time of like letting that behavior be the norm of settling into that, of maintaining that, of getting comfortable with that. And then there was another period of push, right? And then there's pregnancy and different things that happen like that and and priorities shift and change. But please differentiate between a period of push and a period of patience and understand that there is nothing wrong, there's nothing failure about a period of patience in your life so long as you feel good about the choices that you're making. I'm not saying that a period of like, Oreos and Doritos is is great for your life. If it doesn't make you feel good physically and emotionally, then it's not good for you. But there is a ton of value in like I've lost a lot of weight. In this case, this person lost 60 pounds. There is a lot of merit and value to going through a period of maintenance for a while, even when you still have more weight to lose. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be nonstop. In fact, I think a lot of times when it is nonstop, people get to their quote end point and they have stop and then yeah then it's like okay it's game over and they have no mindset for no skill set for maintaining right and we know how that turns out yeah yes yes we do um so now we have how do you stay motivated do you have any sense of what i'm gonna say here journal no no um baby steps no what would make today a great day for you I was actually going to say, you know, to the question, how do you stay motivated? You freaking don't. You don't. Like, motivation this, is temporary. Every motivation is essentially an emotion, it is a yeah. feeling. Every single feeling is. It, meditation always uses it this way, like it's like the weather, right? It comes, it goes, sometimes it's here, sometimes it's not. We cannot let. Our actions, our consistency, our priorities hinge on the weather, on the emotional conditions. Sometimes you're going to be motivated. Sometimes you're not. We can be consistent with or without that. The number of people who are inconsistent because their motivation is intermittent, it's the reason that people struggle. I want you to realize like a win for me would be when you say... Sometimes I'm motivated and it's awesome. Sometimes I'm not motivated and that's not as good. But I still do it. Yeah, no matter what, whether I feel like it or I don't. And I've used the CrossFit example a number of times because I can count on one hand the number of times I've been motivated to go to the gym. (laughs) Like it doesn't happen. I go because that's who and how I want to be. Right. And hey, look, if it just so happens that like I got a new pair of shoes or it's a workout that I really like Can't or I have wait. a new sports bra and I'm like really motivated to go. I mean, again, I really think I can count on one hand the number of times that's happened. That's awesome. That's a bonus. But the fact is, it's it's like... How can I stay motivated to prepare dinner for my family? Look, you're going to prepare dinner for your family whether you're motivated or not. That is something that you just do because you understand its value 
to you, your role, to your family. And we need to start looking at other things in life like this. Are there things you can do to increase your motivation? Absolutely. Get super clear on your goals. Revisit them often. Optimize your mindset. All things like that. Be around people. Be part of a community of people who are doing big things. But at the end of the day, how do you stay motivated? You don't. You don't. You can increase motivation. You can manufacture motivation in the ways that I just said. But just like how do you stay happy? Look, you're also going to be, you're going to be angry. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be sad. You're going to be whatever. You still show up based on your priorities. And so whatever it is that you feel you need to be motivated to do, you need to shift into the realm of like, this is a priority and this is what that means versus this hinges on how I feel emotionally, how my drive is. Get an accountability partner. Yeah, that can help too. Journal. Write it down to yourself. Put it in paper. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all EB things. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, next question. Once reaching my goal, how do I stay there? I'm going to guess consistency. <laughs> well, it kind of depends, right? Because it depends on what the goal is. Let's say that your goal was to get out of debt. How do you stay there? You have a very clear financial plan and budget, and you hold yourself accountable to it. You execute. It's not even something where we can say, keep doing the things that got you there, because to be real, getting out of debt is very different from staying out of debt. Losing weight is very different from maintaining weight. But at the end of the day, it comes down to a reason that people don't stay at their goal is because they stop paying attention. That when they were in pursuit mode, they were very focused, they were very dialed in, they were accountable, they were checking in on their progress, and then they get there and they're like, oh, you know, like kind of, they're more willy-nilly, they're not as dialed in. And and I know it kind of comes around to be like a joke. What is that movie where they say Windex is the answer for everything? Is that my big fat Greek wedding? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there could be memes of like Elizabeth just saying, journal, journal, journal. Did you break your finger? Journal. (laughs) You know, like unexpected bill in the mail? Journal. (laughs) But it really is very effective here. You know, once I reach my goal, how to stay there. Look, if if you start your journaling in the morning with that inquiry, this was the goal that mattered so much to me. I'm here now. What do I need to do today to maintain my results? That's going to go a long way. Most people don't stay there because they're not paying attention anymore. Maybe a month goes by and their jeans don't fit and they're like, oh crap, and then they're all emotional and dramatic about it. But it's about staying engaged with what it is that you want and being very specific about what you can do today to maintain that result. I think journaling can be a really, really significant part of that. Yeah. So I feel like journaling is... Um, Journaling's an answer. We should just call it, this it's like... It's the ultimate answer. Yeah. 7,004 reasons to journal. Episode whatever. <laughs> 817. 817, yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's true. All right. So after journaling... How to set up processes to get your brain in line to do what you want to do to reach your goals that you know you're great that are great for you. This is like a really weirdly worded question. So I'm going to read it again if I'm that's gonna... okay because I feel like we lost a little context there. How do you set up processes to get your brain in line to do 
what you want to do to reach your goals, right? Things you know are great for you. How do you get your brain on board? I'm glad you asked that, Elizabeth. I would say journaling. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I really would start here with specificity. Actually, you know what? Can we go back for one second to like, how do I reach, how do I, um, once I reach my goal, how do I stay there? Because it just came into my mind. We're going to go back to the last question. Once reaching my goal, (laughs) how do you stay there? The the thing that just popped into my mind was if you're not there yet, don't worry about it. Like, I wonder if this person is trying to figure. Like almost there, trying to plan ahead? No, not even that. Like, I used to think about this, like, um, you know, I really want to lose 150 pounds. What's maintenance going to look like? Okay. You know what I mean? Or, um, gosh, how am I going to make sure that after I pay off this $130,000 in debt that we don't just reaccumulate it? If you're there, great question. If you're not there, not a great question, right? We have a finite amount of energy and attention. So like, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Focus on the the lane that you're in on the path that you're on, not trying to like troubleshoot because every time you do that, you're just giving yourself less energy and less emotional and mental resources to do the very thing you're trying to do. Don't kill yourself with what if questions. That's always your advice for me. It works. Okay. So this next one, that's kind of like a oddly worded question, but I, but I think I get the point. How do you get your brain to support you in doing what you need to do to reach your goals? Whether that is where I think a lot of people struggle is like, I know I should eat well. I know that's best for me. I really do want to lose weight, but yet here I am being like cookies, cake, Doritos, seconds. It's about being specific and being consistent. I feel like you have like a cheat sheet of the words I always <laughs> use. And you, you're just like, right up, number three, get specific. <laughs> Am I wrong? Uh, maybe. No, no. So here's the deal. They're hot words. They are. And seriously, it could be but like they, a drinking game. But that, they Wouldn't work. that be a funny podcast oh drinking game? Oh my God, that would be a terrible drinking game. We have a lot of wasted people. Every time boom. Elizabeth says motivated, every time Elizabeth says consistent, and you have to TikTok yourself no, in you a know video listening to the podcast and boom, burpee. lawsuits. No burpee. No. Yeah. Because I won't do that one. Well, I know. But wouldn't it be funny if people were like listening to a podcast and every time I say motivated, consistent, All of a or sudden, journal. zero downloads. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone stops listening everywhere. What happened to the podcast? Elizabeth told people to start doing burpees every time she said journal. I think we had them a drinking game and you ruined it. <laughs> Sounds about right. Could, could, you know, it could be seltzer or something else. If you really want to do it, go, go whole milk Burpee. and see how long until you're just done. <laughs> Whole milk. Yeah. That's disgusting. Well, I mean. Chris likes milk. I've never been a milk drinker in my whole life. Anyway. Okay. How do we get there? How do you set up your brain to do what it is that you want to do? This is, okay. So in the 12 Weeks to Transformation, we have four pillars. Awareness, alignment, advancement, and adjustment. This one comes down to alignment. Making sure that what you want is aligned with how you think. And I've done a lot of podcasts on alignment. I feel like I wrote about it a lot in Chasing Cupcakes. We have three or four weeks dedicated to it in the 12 Weeks to Transformation. But fundamentally, when people struggle, there is not alignment between what they want to do and what they're thinking about, right? So to go back to that food example, there's not alignment when you're like, I want to lose weight. I know I should. Oh, fries sound good right? We have to align what we think with what we want. We will struggle when there's not alignment. I really want to lose weight, but man, I would kill for a chocolate milkshake, right? Creating alignment is recognizing the power that you have 
the power of focus. You are the storyteller, right? You can talk yourself into the chocolate milkshake or you can talk yourself out of it. I'll use myself as an example. I don't feel good when I overindulge, right? So when I notice, it's not like we're trying to eliminate the thoughts of like, oh, chocolate milkshake. We can't just snap our fingers and never have that that thought arise. However, what we can do is realize we've got experience to draw on. I do not like the feeling of waking up in the morning and being like, seriously, Elizabeth, why did you do that yesterday? You know, I do not like the feeling of going to bed feeling lethargic or heavy. A lot of times there's some things, um, not all dairy, like I don't feel this way with cheese or plain Greek yogurt, but like ice cream um, kind of makes my hands feel a little puffy. Mm. I don't like that feeling at all. So when I recognize that lack of alignment, I really want to lose weight. I really want to get healthy, but oh man, I'd kill for a chocolate milkshake. Then I have to use logic, ration, rationale to be like, you know what? A chocolate milkshake would taste really great, but what I want even more is to feel amazing. What I want even more is to wake up in the morning and feel really proud of myself. Alignment is a skill. It is a practice. It is something that we have to choose to create. It is one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients, but but that's really the answer is creating alignment, recognizing when there's not alignment and creating it. Wow. Yeah. Last question. Uh, we are at the and last question. And then we have question. a winner. And I, I read this over a couple of times and it's not super clear to me, but uh, how do I stay focused when a main things stare me in the face daily? Anxiety overcomes me and I end up doing nothing instead of trying to tackle everything. So I don't, I'm so not I think sure the second if they were trying to say a lot more sense. It does, but I wasn't sure if they were trying, a lot of things stare me in the face daily and it's overwhelming. Is that so? Okay, I think that, and for and if you put in this question and we're totally I do apologize. getting it wrong, yeah. like, let um, us know because we just have to go with what we have here. Um, okay, how do you stay focused? Right, I think that maybe it says like um, maybe it means say like a million things stare maybe. me in the face daily. Autocorrect is a fickle beast. Um, and then anxiety overcomes me and I end up doing nothing instead of trying to tackle everything. Well, don't try to tackle everything, right? This is a big thing. It's not either I do nothing because I'm overwhelmed or I do everything. Today is a perfect example. We are recording this on a Sunday. I have like seven things on my work to-do list. But when I was walking on the canal, I was like, I really don't want to do seven work things on a Sunday. I want to have more time. I want to have a little more free time. I want to have a little more flexibility. Well, the reality is there's only one thing on that list of seven that absolutely must be done today. The rest of them are just things that I wanted to get done to kind of like check a box and feel better tomorrow and not have as much on my plate. So it's not, oh my gosh, I'm so super overwhelmed. I have to do all this crap or screw it. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not going to do any of it. What's the most important one that I can do today? Am I willing to do one or two of these? And then after I do one or two of them, I'm going to kind of reevaluate. Do I want to go do something else or is there one more thing I can get done today? Is there something that I can delegate to somebody else? Is there something that really doesn't even need to happen? It's just kind of one of those nice to have things that I hoped that I would get done. But I always tell people that overwhelm is not a function of how much you have to do. Overwhelm is a function of not being focused on right now. Too many times you're like, oh, there's all of this stuff. Yeah, but all of this stuff is not applicable right now in this moment, right? 
this is why it is so critically important to become a better thinker, right? Nobody is going to coach you more than the voice in your own head. So if the voice in your own head is saying like, oh, I'm so anxious. Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I just can't even do anything. What's wrong with me? I feel you're, so bad. You're going to be anxious, overwhelmed, and you're not going to be able to do anything. Day after day after day. This is the exact reason that I started sharing the daily mindset upgrades, right? Essentially, <laughs> this is how it came about. About three weeks after Dagny died. For those of you that are new to the show, Dagny is our daughter and she died unexpectedly at 14 days old. And actually, actually six months ago, the day we're recording this. Yep. Um, and a few weeks after she died, I started writing in the morning, just little messages to myself to kind of get me through a moment. Like I wish I could say it was to get me through the day, but really at the time it was just like, I would wake up in the morning I would open my laptop and I would write for anywhere from three to five minutes just to kind of encourage myself to kind of change the way I was thinking a little less doom and gloom and fear and anxiety and a little bit more like, okay, this is just what you need to do today, right? And after a few weeks, I said to Susie, who's Primal COO, I said, I want to share these. And so I, I started doing just that. And essentially now every single day I send out a daily mindset upgrade. It's an audio of me being like, okay, here's a way you can upgrade the way you think. If you don't do this mindset work, if you do not upgrade the way that you think, you are going to continue to think about things the way that you have been. And it doesn't matter how motivated you are. It doesn't matter how consistent you are. The same overwhelm, the same anxiety, the same frustration is going to, to get in the way. And I was saying to Susie the other day, you know, this is something that you get every day, seven days a week for $9.99 a month. And I was like, it's kind of like the equivalent of a vitamin, but for the way you think, except that there's no vitamin on the market worth anything that's less than $10 a month, you know? Um, so, so I would say whether the daily mindset upgrades are an option for you or not, what you need to do here is you need to be committed to the practice of becoming a better thinker. Because this is not a matter of the stuff in your life. This is a matter about how you think about the stuff in your life and how you think about moment to moment stuff. So if any of you guys want to learn more about the daily mindset upgrades, you can just go to primalpotential.com forward slash text, T-E-X-T, primalpotential.com forward slash text. So we got something good to give away. We are giving away some cinnamon apple energy plus. Yeah. And it has like a little bit of caffeine, but not enough to make you feel jolty jittery, jittery. at all. It's um just it it's the same amount as the energy plus that we take already. Yeah, it's regularly. just a different flavor. It's 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 just a very awesome fall flavor. And, you, and, and I, I didn't try it. I was so cold. excited when I saw it, and I, I couldn't too. wait. And I tried it, and it was delicious. Yeah, I, and I'm a cinnamon apple girl. I like I, that flavor combo. You give me an apple cider, I'm I'm gonna be a happy camper. Yeah. So the fact that it also has like antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and a teensy bit of caffeine, like. I'm here for it. Boom. Yeah. So um, our Just winner. Like our winner is Catherine M. Daly. Congratulations. Come on down. Catherine with a C. You just like shouted. I feel like all the people who say Chris isn't loud enough on the podcast are now going to be like, and then he shouted the winner's name. <laughs> I was excited for Catherine. Catherine That's with a C. M. Daly. D-A-L-E-Y. Email. Christopher at primalpotential.com. Tell him you were the winner for episode 817. That's important. Tell him it you were the winner important. for episode 817. Because otherwise, you might end up with just regular energy. Or just nothing at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. We'll probably have a box by the time this airs, but if we don't, we will get it to you as soon as we do. We will. This is worth uh, yeah, it. No, definitely. This is, this I mean, is... it won't be our first box because we're keeping that one. That but it true. might be. And you know what? It might be. We might be that those people that will give away the thing that we really, really want because... Well, we've done that before we, with yeah, mood. Yeah, we have. We have. We ran out of mood and the last bottle went to a winner. Yeah, that won't happen again. No, because we have so much mood now. Yes, we do. The mood is... Mood we is, learned. <laughs> mood is a serious thing, it especially is. when you have your father-in-law living with you. Ah, uh, yes. My father-in-law does not live with us, so I am okay. <laughs> I'm going to and we'll not see, comment. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you know, when this airs if that's still the case. I don't. I, it may or may not be. Oh, boy. Um, Energy, mood I, for the win. I've got a brother in Florida. We're hoping it'll be warm enough for him down there. And we'll also be in the middle of construction, so it, it might be just... Construction again. It might be just a conversation. It's construction but season, we, But kids. we love you, Scott T. <laughs> anyway. All right, S. everybody. S. Thompson. <laughs> All right, everybody have an amazing day. We will chat with you so soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.